0: السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته barakatuhu. السلام الحمد لله نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي من لساني يفقهوا قولي اللهم اهد قلبي وسدد لساني وصل سخيمه قلبي امين يا رب Lesson number 24 Suratul Baqarah verses 177 to 182 Translation Laysa al-birra an tuwallu wujuhakum qibala al-mashriqi wal-maghribi al birra man amana Billahi wal Al-Akhiri Wal-Malaiikati Wal-Kitabi wal Al-Mala Ala-Hubbihi Dhawi Al-Qurba Wal-Yatama wal wa banas sabil and the traveler right wa as sabil together is the traveler wasa'ilina wa fi Arrikab wa aqama as-salata wa ata az-zakata wal mufuna bi ahdihim idha ahadu. وَالصَّابِرِينَ فِي الْبَأْسَاء وَالضَّرَّاء وَحِينَ الْبَأْسِ أُولَئِكَ الَّذِينَ صَدَقُوا وَأُولَئِكَ هُم المُتَّقُون يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمنوا كتب عليكم القصاص في القتلى الحر بالحر والعبد بالعبد the murder فمن those له من أخيه شيء فاتباع بالمعروف وأداء إليه بإحسان ذلك تخفيف alleviation من ربكم ورحمه فمن اعتدى بعد ذلك فله عذاب اليم ولكم في القصاص حياه يا اولي الالباب لعلكم تتقون كتب عليكم اذا أحدكم الموت إن ترك خيرا الوصية للوالدين والأقربين بالمعروف حقا على المتقين فمن بدله بعدما سمعه فَإِنَّمَا إِسْمُهُ عَلَى الَّذِينَ يُبَدِّلُونَهُ إِنَّ اللَّهَ سَمِيعٌ عَلِيمٌ فَمَنْ خَافَ مِنْ مُوسٍ بِكْوِذَر جَنَفًا أو إِسْمًا فَأَصْلَحَ بينهم فلا اسمه عليه ان الله غفور رحيم
1: ليس البر ان تولوا وجوهكم قبل المشرق والمغرب ولكن البر من امن بالله ولكن من البر من آمن بالله واليوم الآخر والملائكة والكتاب والنبيين وأت المال على حبه. وأَتَى الْمَالَ عَلَى حُبِّهِ who is the وَالْيَتَامَى وَالْمَسَاكِينَ the السَّبِيلِ وَالسَّائِلِينَ the one who is the one who is بِعَهْدِهِمْ إِذَا who is وَالصَّابِرِينَ one who is the one أولئك الذين صدقوا وأولئك هم المتقون يا أيها الذين آمنوا كتب عليكم القصاص في القتل الحر بالحر والعبد بالعبد والأنثى بالأنثى فمن عفّيَ له من أخيه شيئاً فاتباع بالمعروف وأداء إليه بإحسان ذلك تخفيف من ربكم ورحمه فمن اعتدى بعد ذلك فله عذاب أليم ولكم في القصاص حياة يام. ثُمَّ بَعْدَ بَعْدَمَا سَمِعَهُ فَإِنَّمَا اسْمُهُ عَلَى الَّذِينَ يُبَدِّلُونَ إِنَّ اللَّهَ سَمِيعٌ عَلِيمٌ فَمَن خَافَ مِن مُّوصٍ جَنَفًا أَوْ إِثْمًا فَأَصْلِحْ بَيْنَهُمْ فَلَا إِثْمَ عَلَيْهِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ غَفُورًا
0: رَّحِيمًا Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, لَيْسَ الْبِرَّ أَن تُوَلُّوا وُجُوهَكُمْ قِبَلَ الْمَشْرِقِ وَالْمَغْرِبِ Piety, righteousness, is not that you turn your face towards the east or towards the west. This is not piety. This is not religiosity. What is religiosity? What is piety? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us about that in the verse. But before we continue, remember that at the beginning of this juz, we learned about the change of the qibla. Muslims were told to face Makkah now in salah. And that command was given how many times? Many times. It was repeated. It was emphasized. We read a whole lot of verses talking about facing the Kaaba in prayer. Isn't it so? And then now, in some verses, we learned about what we're supposed to eat and what we're not supposed to eat. And now, very soon, we will be learning about certain laws. Like for example, the law of qisas, or the law of inheritance. And then there will be a whole lot of verses about marriage and divorce, etc. Now, when it comes to Islam or being a religious person, what is it that we generally focus on? What is it that we generally focus on? We focus on the visible aspect of Islam. Like for example, if you see a person with a beard, right, a guy with a beard, maybe with his pants rolled up from the bottom, and he's got a tasbih in his hand, how would you perceive that person? You would say, Oh, there." Religious or not religious? Religious. If you see a person being very careful about eating halal, so everything they eat, they double check, even when they go to a halal restaurant, they confirm this meat is halal, right? It says outside in big red letters, halal. But they'll still go and confirm, this is halal meat. And if you find a person who's so particular about halal food, what will you say? Oh my God, they're so religious, they're so careful. Generally, we think Islam is about outward acts of worship. Or Islam is all about the external display. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us over here, that bir, righteousness, is not just about facing the east or facing the west. The question is, what is bir? Bir is from the root barara, and bir is al khayrul kathir. It means to be extensively good. To be extensively good. To be very good. Basically, the word is from bar, and bar is the opposite of bahr. Bar is land. And on any piece of land, no matter how dry or how empty it is, you will still find a lot of stuff. Just dig a little bit and you'll find some bugs. Remove a stone and you'll find something. There's always so much on land. This is the concept of piety. That piety or righteousness or goodness is not just one type of good deed or one good deed. It's about many different kinds. And it's about being good in every aspect of life. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, that piety, righteousness, is not that you turn your face towards the east or the west. Wujuh is a plural of wajh. Now, why is the east and the west mentioned? Because generally, these are the two directions that people talk about. We say east or west, you know. And secondly, remember that east and west, they were, you could say, sacred to the people of the book. They were sacred, they were special to the people of the book. Initially, Muslims faced one direction, then they were told to face another direction. So here, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says that righteousness is not about turning your body towards a certain direction. What is real religiosity? But righteousness is man billah Righteousness is the righteousness of the person who believes in Allah. Or you could say righteousness is actually referring to a righteous person. You see the word walakinnal albir, bir on the second line. Bir over here means bar, righteous person. Meaning a truly righteous, a truly good person is who? Man amana billahi wal yawm al-akhir. It is the person who believes in Allah and the last day. So what's the first quality of a good person? What do we learn from this ayah? What's the first quality of a good righteous person? The length of their beard? Is it? Is it the number of times they say the word haram, haram, haram? What is the sign of a righteous person? What is the first quality? Iman, belief. They believe in Allah. Question is, yeah. I mean, everybody claims to believe in Allah. What is exactly iman? Iman is when you believe in something with your heart. You believe in something with your heart and you're happy with it. There is itmi'nan. There is a level of contentment and happiness. So the one who believes in Allah... Is not just the person who says, yeah, I believe in God. I believe in Allah. Ashadu Allah ilaha illallah. And then you ask him, who is Allah? God. The one that we worship. Well, who is he? Oh, he's, he's the one who created everything. Believing in Allah means believing in his existence, yes. Believing in his oneness, yes. But believing in Allah also means that you love Allah. That you fear Allah. That you find joy in remembering Allah. That you're happy to obey Allah. That you trust Allah. That you realize Allah is the greatest and Allah is the most important to me. This is Iman Billah. So righteousness is not just about outward actions. It's about what you feel in your heart also. You know for example, a person may be performing salah after salah. Nuffle after nuffle. You pray two rakah, then pray two rakah, then another two rakah. And then, as soon as they ended their prayer, they started yelling at everybody. They start hitting people. They start being very mean. What kind of a religious person is this? Religiosity is not just that you stand and pray, religiosity is also that you have some feeling for Allah in your heart. You care about him. You love him. You fear him. You realize that he's watching you. And so you are concerned about what he likes and what he dislikes. So you're careful in your actions. Man من wal yawm al akhir. And also he believes in the last day. What is the last day? The day of judgment. What does it mean by believing in the last day? That yes, there will be a day of judgment when the trumpet will be blown and some people will be sent to hell and some people will be sent to paradise. Is that it? Believing in the day of judgment means that you are also preparing for it. Believing in the last day means that you are preparing yourself for that day. You care about that day. You worry about yourself on that day. You know, for example, if you're informed that you have a test on November 10th, for example. Right? You're told that you have a test on November 10th. And you're like, yeah, okay. And your mom asks you, when is your exam? When is your test? You say November 10th. You know the answer. But then you're not studying at all. You're not preparing for that test at all. Do you really care about that test? Do you really care about it? No, you don't. You believe in the fact that you're going to have your test on that day when you are taking it seriously. So a truly righteous person prepares for the Day of Judgment. Thinks about the Day of Judgment. Is worried about his Day of Judgment. That what is going to happen to me on that day? What am I going to get on that day? And then a truly righteous person also believes in the angels. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created angels who do so many things in obedience to Allah. al-kitab. And he also believes in the book, in the scripture, the guidance that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has revealed for people. nabiyeen, He also believes in the prophets. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala didn't just create people and leave them to figure it out all themselves. No, Allah created them, sent them to this world, and He also sent guidance for them. Not just the scripture, but also a teacher, a role model, a mentor. nabiyeen, He believes in the prophets. So the first quality of a righteous person is that they believe correctly. What's the first quality? That they believe correctly. What kind of belief? A belief with which they are happy. A belief to which they are committed. A belief that affects their life. You see, iman is what settles in the heart and then the actions prove it amal. That is what iman is. Ma wakara It settles in your heart. It's not a phase. And then وَصَدَّقَهُ amal. Your actions prove it. They act accordingly. So for example, if there's a person who is allergic to a certain food, and some people are in denial of it. Like my son is allergic to nuts. And I remember we were in Pakistan and somebody said, Oh, give him nuts. Give him different nuts to eat so that his body will get stronger. He'll get used to it. And I'm like, do you realize what that's going to do? And then he did accidentally eat lots of nuts. He was little. And then we had to rush him to the hospital. So, you see, when you believe in something, your attitude changes towards it. It affects your life. It affects your choices. It affects your decisions. And when you don't take something seriously, then it doesn't affect your life at all. So the one who believes in Allah thinks about Allah. The one who believes in Allah loves Allah. The one who believes in Allah is afraid of Allah. He remembers Allah. He strives for the sake of Allah. He worships Allah. And this is a truly righteous person. So he will not just be careful about the length of his beard or the size of their hijab, They will also be concerned about the words that they say. What their eyes are looking at. What their mind is thinking about. People that they're hanging out with. The places that they're going to. It will impact their entire life. So, this is what Iman is. And this is who a truly righteous person is. But righteousness is not just about what you feel in your heart or what you believe, it's about your actions also. So, what's the first action that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions? al mala a truly righteous person gives wealth, meaning the money that he has, he gives it why? Allah. Now Allah can be understood in a number of ways. The first meaning is because of his love. Whose love? Allah's love. He loves Allah, a truly righteous person loves Allah more than he loves his money. So he will give his money. Why? To make Allah more happy. To earn Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's love. Do you have to spend on people that you care about? Yeah? Like for example, you have a really good friend, you go to school, they don't have their lunch or their lunch money, and you have lots of money, and you get your food. Should you buy food for them also? I mean of course, come on. If you're a good friend, you should. If you really care about them, you should. Isn't it? So you spend on those you love. Now the thing is, you can't spend on Allah. I mean, you can't do that. You love somebody, you give them a gift. What gift can you give Allah? You can't give a monetary gift, can you? No. But you can give your money in places or in causes that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala likes, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants you to spend in. So some people, they spend their money, why? To impress people. Some people spend money to get the attention of other people. Or to make people happy. A truly righteous person spends his money to make Allah happy. Do you understand? A truly righteous person spends their money to make Allah happy. So they're careful about what they spend and where they spend. And always on their mind is who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So for example, even if you are buying a book for yourself, or you're buying food for your family, you worked all week, you got the money, and now you have to buy something for your family. If You're spending on your family. Why are you spending on your family? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants you to. That is something that makes Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala happy. So even this buying food for your family is something that's going to bring you reward. So, wa'at الْمَالَ عَلَىٰ حُبِّهِ The second way we can understand this is that he spends his wealth, he gives his wealth despite love for it. He loves his money. Loves it too much. And remember money is not just cash. It's not just dollars. It's about anything that you own. Mal includes anything that you own. What is yours? So he gives it even though he loves it. He gives it even though he loves it. Why? Because. Amanu, ashaddu Those who believe are intense in their love for Allah. So everything else becomes secondary. Their belongings even become secondary. So they love their money, yet they spend it. For whose sake? For the sake of Allah. But where do they spend it? To who? To the close relatives. Close relatives doesn't just mean uncles and aunts. It also includes your brother and sister. It's very easy to give a gift to a friend. But it's difficult to give a gift to your brother. Or to your sister. You know why? Because if you give a gift to your friend, your friend might give you something also. They might treat you nicely. But your brother has annoyed you since the past 14, 15 years of your life or however old you are. So it's not easy to spend on your family. But a truly righteous person does not keep grudges in their heart. He doesn't give so that he can get something in return. A truly righteous person gives for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And when they give for the sake of Allah, giving becomes very easy. So he gives to who? the will qurba. Let me give you an example from a story. There is an ayah in the Quran in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that لَن تَنَالُوا الْبِرَّ حَتَّى تُنْفِقُوا مِمَّا تُحِبُّونَ You can never become righteous until you spend out of what you love. Meaning you have to give what you love if you really want to do something good. Generally, when it comes to giving, what do we give? Things we don't like. Like for example, if there's a jacket we don't like, because it's old-fashioned. And we're like, Mom, can you give this in charity? I hate it. I'm bored of it. And things that we like, we like to keep for ourselves. Things we don't like, we're begging people, can you please take this old sweater of mine? Please take it. I don't want it anymore. But it's about giving what you like. So what happened? One companion... He went to the Prophet ﷺ and he said, Ya Rasulullah, the best thing or the thing that I love the most is my garden. It's the most beloved property to me. So I give this in the way of Allah. All right? I want to give this for the sake of Allah Imagine a garden that had a water source, it had many date palm trees, it was beautiful, prime property, very expensive. He said, I'm giving it for the sake of Allah. You know what the Prophet ﷺ told him? He said, Ara أَن فِي أقربين. I think you should divide it amongst your relatives. The sahabi is saying, I want to give it in the way of Allah. And what is the Prophet ﷺ telling him? Divide it amongst your relatives. It's like you decide that $50 from your earnings you want to give in charity. So you go to your mom and you say, Mom, I want to give this in charity. Where do you think I should give it? And she says, give it to your siblings. And you'll be like, No. Siblings? No way. My brother, he should go get his own. Right? This is how we would respond. We're like, no, we don't give you know to our relatives. And the Prophet ﷺ told this man, give it amongst your relatives. And what did this man do? The Sahabi. He actually divided his garden amongst his relatives. Because when you give for the sake of Allah, what matters is that you're giving to please him. You're not giving to please the recipient. You're not giving to please yourself. You're giving to make Allah happy. So Dawil qurba Wal Yatama. And to the orphans, Yatama is a plural of Yatim. An orphan. Who's an orphan? A child who has not reached puberty and their father has passed away. So the main breadwinner is not there. And yes, the mother may be working, but it's not enough. So yatama, giving to the orphans also. Wal And those in need. Masakin is a plural of miskeen. Who is Miskin? Miskin is a person who has something but he doesn't have enough. They have something, but it's not enough. So giving to those in need also. Wabnas Sabil literally means the son of the way, the son of the road. I mean human beings are not children of roads, right? So what does it mean by this? Meaning someone who is on the road. Meaning, a traveler. Now, why call a traveler son of the road? Because this is how the Arabs would speak. That you call somebody the son or the father of something that they are usually with. Or the son or the father of the one that they are very close to. Their occupation. Okay? People are given names based on their occupation even. So, وَبْنَ sabil, Spending on the traveler also. Now when it comes to travelers, what do we do? Somebody is coming over to stay with us for a week. And what are we thinking of? I wonder what they'll bring me. And what is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala telling us? To spend on those who are traveling. And we expect travelers to spend on us. And if they come and stay with us for a week, and we're calculating, Oh my God, it's three people... That means three additional meals every single day, three times a day. That means at least $50 a day, $50 multiply that by seven, that'll be this much money. Oh my God, it's expensive. Hosting guests is expensive. Spending on travelers, right? Spending on travelers is also part of righteousness. Was And those who ask. Plural of sa'il. Who is sa'il? Someone who asks you, begs. Like somebody coming up to you and saying, do you have any change? May I have some change? So you start judging them. Must be a drug addict. And then you're like, no. Don't give them anything. They're drug addicts. Sa'il is who? The one who asks. And in the Quran we're told, وَأَمَّا السَائِلَ فَلَا تَنْهَرْ Don't yell at the sa'il don't reproach them don't be mean to them if you have something to give them give them if you don't want to give them say something nice wa riqab and also in freeing of the necks al riqab is a plural of raqaba Rakaba is neck so spending on the necks what does it mean raqaba is basically used for a person who has been enslaved so spending in order to free slaves now yes there were times when people were enslaved And so, paying for their freedom is something good. But people also get trapped, like for example, by loan sharks. That they've been taking loan after loan after loan, and now they're literally enslaved. They have no freedom, nothing at all. So spending on freeing them also, this is part of righteousness. Now what do we learn from this? Who is a truly righteous person? What two qualities have we covered so far? Firstly, they believe. And secondly, they spend. They're not selfish. They don't hoard their money. They don't just save, 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 save for 20, 30 years so that they can just claim they have a lot of money. They use their money to earn the love of Allah. And how? By spending. Spending on who? Whoever needs. Whether it is relatives, or it is a needy person, or an orphan, or a traveler, whoever it is. They spend in order to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You see, an ayah over here from Surah Insan, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, 'ala الطَّعَامَ miskinan wa مِسْكِينًا wa asira." They give food in spite of love for it to others. And they say, Innama نطعمكم نُطْعِمُكُمْ لِوَجْهِ اللَّهِ We're giving you this, for the sake of Allah. لا نريد منكم ولا shukura. We don't want any thank you from you. They give without expectation. This is a truly righteous person. So your homework for this week is that you must give something. Something. Yes. Something doesn't just mean money. Something also means stuff that you own. So please listen carefully, your homework is that you have to give something to one of these people. A close relative, could be your brother, cousin, aunt, uncle, whoever. If you know somebody is an orphan, if you know that someone has some need, if somebody is traveling, if somebody asks you outright...